Say It All with Anchor, Spotify's free podcasting platform, the easiest way to create, distribute, and monetize your show. Go to anchor.fm. And a very happy Wednesday, October 12th to you and our listeners all across the world, especially in Germany. Uh, Mr. Osho, let's get right into it. What are three things you learned from week six college action? Three things we learned last week that every SEC team is just one player away from the Alamo Bowl. That's the first <laughs> thing we learned. Number all two, right. the ACC and the Pac-12 are a joke. Clemson's the only decent team in the ACC and UCLA and USC. We know we're going to implode themselves as we go further along in the season after watching them play. The third thing is going to pain me, but Ohio state looks like the only sure bet right now for the playoff. As sad as that is, they're firing on all cylinders and they're taking no prisoners. So those are the, those are are the three things I walked away with after uh, a great Saturday of college football. Yeah, I got to agree with you on Ohio State. Now, we've seen blemishes with Alabama. I mean, winning at home by only seven. And they were really up against it till the end of the game with AM, who hadn't had a good, consistent year so far. I, you would have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, Clemson is kind of suspect in ACC. Ohio State really hasn't had that big of a test, I don't think, yet. So, um, you know, I think you might be right on that. Even the great Kansas Jayhawks, which I can't believe I'm saying, <sighs> lost yeah. this week. Yeah, they're um, done. Yeah, I, I think that might have done it. They now have a road game at TCU, who is looking really good. I've watched them a couple times this year. They're yes. just athletic from end zone to end zone. Um, you know, I thought Bryce Young might be the most valuable player in all of college football based on how bad they played to a very lowly Texas A&M at home oh, without him. So – Aren't they horrible? Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was painful to watch. It was weird. It was a weird Alabama to watch. I agree. Yeah. Um, and you know, still- Texas A&M should have won that game. They should yeah. have won that oh, game. Yeah. That quarterback, I don't yeah. know who the hell he was throwing that pass to. First of all, it was a pass interference, number one. Yes. yes number two, sure. shitty shitty play call because mm-hmm. you, you, you're going to get up against Alabama's defensive backs. Right. That is not the play you want to run. you got to get that guy outside the pocket and let him – as slow as he is, let him have some decisions. I mean, you're, 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 this is for all the, all the gusto. Mm-hmm. MC Gusto was in the house and they MC shit the bed. Gusto. You know, so what the hell is that from? CB4. CB4. Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, Kansas, it was a good game, but, you know, they fell short. Jalen, um, you know, the quarterback for Kansas yep. got hurt. So I think if he doesn't get hurt, they win. Um, I do, but he's done. Is he done? He's, he's out again this that week. Sucks, man. Yeah, he was excited. He's to not watch. just he's not just done. He's got the red flag with a broken red flag in the middle of his. So he's not. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a hurt, and then there's we'll see you next year. And he's got the I'll see you next year flag next to his name. A good old college fantasy alert. Um, and one more thing that I, I just can't believe I. I, I was so damn busy on Saturday running errands with the family and doing stuff. I didn't even notice that the old rattlesnake came into Lexington and stole one from my cats. And I didn't notice it until the next day, which is embarrassing. I just kind of was catching up with the scores the next day. But 
that was I, I didn't see that coming at all. Well, I mean, listen, he didn't gone. steal anything. He didn't steal anything. Levis didn't play. Ah, okay, that's okay. what I missed then. Okay, Levis was hurt because um, I had a I had a pretty good chunk on Kentucky, oh, a couple you? of different parlays and a couple of different things, and um, Levis never even threw the football. Damn. So well, that was that was their problem. I know they were, I think, a double-digit favorite, and they ended up losing by seven, but or maybe even ten. So, anyway, the rattlesnake came in there and got one. Um, you know, we we talk about our list every week, and we primarily try to make it sports or college football heavy during the season. But we wanted to make it a little bit light and talk about some funny stuff. You know, our favorite sitcoms of all time. We're big comedy fans, and um, you know, we don't sit and watch TV all the time now like we used to probably, but. You know, mm-hmm. streaming TV is all the rage, and we can watch it when anytime we want to. And we kind of wanted to compare if some of our current TV shows that we watch are in this favorite top five sitcoms of all time. So, you know, I have a few honorable mentions. I'm probably sure you do too. There's a oh yeah, huge, huge, vast amount of them over the years. And so, let's start out. What you got for number five favorite five sitcoms? Number five for me uh, is a, is a to me a, a, one of my favorites, um, The League. That, that's definitely one of my top five. That, that was a, a lot of our listeners probably have seen it. Um, it's a it's a sitcom about a group of guys and their family that they play fantasy football and how important yeah. it is to them. So it's it's a good watch. A lot of good cameos. A, a lot of good uh, backwards and forwards. A lot of good dialogue. So that's one of my one of my top five. Well, I'm gonna echo off of you and I had that at four, but I'm going to drop it down to five just for conversation purposes. The best way to put this show is that it was on FX. It's just crude, awesome comedy, very yeah. topical for our circle of 40 something year old guys, fantasy football, you know, the stuff that our wives call gay shit. No offense. Yeah. We love our, our uh, gay fan base, but um, <laughs> it's, it's just talking shit amongst friends. It's just, Guys going over the house on Sunday, watching the games, talking about their players. Just, and I don't even think they play for money. I think they just play for pride, which is kind of cool too. So, they play for the Shiva, the trophy, obviously. But yeah, um, I'm going to drop that down to number five for mine. So, what you got for four? Number four, American Dad. I started really? watching this. Uh, I don't know. Huh. My son got me into it. My oldest son got me into it when he was little. He he would watch it. I've never been a big cartoon uh, as a guy as an adult but he right. was watching it one day and i started watching it it's really really funny so there's there's a lot of sideways stuff it's really an adult yeah. show there's a lot of stuff that gets said that shouldn't probably be said on tv and i picked mm-hmm. up on it it's a lot of inside jokes so american dad would be number four for me so is that seth mcfarland yes yeah okay i knew he had a circle of different you know other than family guy which i'll be honest yeah. i totally didn't even think of cartoons as sitcoms but i guess they are i mean yeah it's, it's comedy and it's a situation comedy. You know, it's no different than a three camera shooter, or whatever the production titles are. Um, yeah. Well, let me jump to reality, t- not reality TV, but more realistic uh, tradition, probably arguably the number one sitcom of all time, Seinfeld. That's my number four. Okay. I just grew up with it. My mom got me, got me, got me watching this when I was younger it used to be called the Seinfeld Chronicles for like the first maybe half a season to a full season. And it didn't really know what it was. And it just blew up after that. So, you know, that four, that group of four characters is just a great core group. And, uh, you know, Larry David and Seinfeld know what they were doing when they, when they created that. So I'm going to go with that for number four. All right. So I'm going to move my number three to number to 
to my number two to number three. I had Sunfield at number two. I'll move it to number three. Easy. Okay. A lot of, like you said, a lot of good situational comedy there. Um, Kenny Rogers roasters across hmm. the street. Um, any, yeah. Anytime the Cosmo walks into a room, uh, Costanza with the Yankees. There's so many Festivus. Uh, I could go on. I, I just, I love that show Festivus for the rest of this. We actually do that at my house sometimes. <laughs> um, Festivus, we, we wrestle. <laughs> Festivus oh, is not over until somebody can take me down on Christmas. Yeah. So it's, I like it. So yeah, Seinfeld is very structured, and I like that. They have the titles. If you ever noticed, I mean, this is obvious. It has the rye bread, the this, the that. It's a very particular, important topic. Is what that title is. It's not some tricky little name. It's just really basic and to the point. So yeah. Um. So that was your three. I'm gonna shift back to the late '80s, almost the early '90s, and I'm gonna go with four bad bitches. I'm gonna go with the Golden Girls. Okay. Great effing writing. Just yeah. joke, 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 joke. There's hardly any downtime. Just, just, there's very little dramatic scenes. There's some here and there. Um, there's even a situation where, you know, for our listeners that have been living under a rock and never seen this, this is four older ladies living down in South Florida in their golden age, golden years. And uh, one, one scenario was the guy had a problem you know, getting, getting up. And he, he said, Rose, I'm impotent. And that was the purpose. That was the whole part part of the show. So golden girls, man, we even watch, you know, it's on Hulu or whatever those streaming services are. So I still watch it this day and, and Hunter watches it with us. So I'll go with that for number three. It's, it's on here quite often at my house too. Really good show. Good show. My number two, Sanford and son. You can't go wrong. You, you, You just can't go wrong with red Fox. Mm. Um, big dummy and, and just the, the characters that come through the house and the situations they get into and just one of my classic favorites. I watched it all the time. I can remember back when I was a kid, it was on TBS all the time. It was Who one was of those. The, I'm sorry to interrupt. Who was the no, Spanish guy that used to always walk in there and he had a smart ass oh, comment. Do you remember? I, I can see the Julio. Yeah, okay. Julio. So, I can see the guy, uh, Julio and, and, uh, Esther. Of course. You know, she would come in and and uh, just all kinds of great characters. Great. So they were they were um, opposites. They were enemies, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh They were always talking shit, you know. Yeah. Um, And the only thing I remember, the main thing I remember when that Spanish dude would come in, he said, what is this, Mr. Stanford? Beans and disease to you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It was just classic. And that guy who played Lamont, I don't know him from Adam, but he just was a good mainstream character to play off Fred Sanford's comedy. So yep. it was a good idea. And I, I, I like that choice. I totally forgot about it. So good, good pick on that for sure. My number two is uh, the office, not the English version, the UK version. I know it's the OG, the original one that the American one was built off, but I just love the characters. I tried watching the UK version. It's just, I, I can't get into the, the English speak as I call it, the British language or their tone of yeah. voice. I just, the cadence throws me off, but the office to me is just cringy. Anything that makes my wife cringe, I'm all for it. So she hates that show. She gets so perturbed by Michael Scott, aka Steve Carell. <laughs> the sarcasm, the dryness, just the the looks at the camera, just is awesome. It's a uh, it kind of broke the mold of the typical sitcom, in my opinion. So that's my number two, The Office. What you got for numero uno? 
that that's a really a good the office is really good not one of my top five but really good my number one is hands down number one can't beat it it's good times oh jimmy walker florida evans you've got michael if shit could go wrong it went wrong but it was still funny um just just a bunch of people trying to get out of the hood of chicago you know that that's all they were trying to do just get ahead anytime you got somebody gambling their last twelve dollars to go pay the rent at the pool mm-hmm. hall that's my kind of show okay and i was all over it and that was on all the time as a kid watched it every day so and wasn't that janet jackson one of the sisters yes penny a little penny penny that's it yeah Nice. Okay, you got some good throwbacks. I didn't. I didn't dig deep enough, evidently. But I guess mine are pretty relevant to the the, the recent history. Um, number one, without a doubt, is Kirby Enthusiasm. From the time I, I was kind of behind a few seasons when I when I realized what it was, I, I didn't have HBO, and I started living with one of our buddies that had HBO, and I started watching it, and I just pulled like an all night or getting caught up on it, and it's just to me, it's genius format. The only show that I know of that doesn't go by a, a typical script. They take a premise and improv it based on the idea of the premise. So it's what Larry David pretty much couldn't say on network TV with Seinfeld. That's the way I like to explain it to someone who doesn't yeah. know what the hell it is. But uh, where does that, did you, is that your kind of comedy or not? Hated it. Really? I, so, I, I just didn't like it. I don't know why I didn't like it. I, is he rub you the wrong way? Because he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. No, he doesn't. I like okay. him. Mm-hmm. I don't like his that brand of comedy to where things are always going wrong. Right. I got. Okay. I got to have sitcoms. Got to have some bright points to to it for me. So I mean, Yeah. There's there's got to be something there to that it makes me laugh and not worry. And that show made me worry all the time. And that's why. Really. I like okay. Yeah. And he, I he just doing stupid shit that it just never never pans out for the guy. He was always fucking up. That's yeah. that's what it boils down to. It's but I I see your end of it. I see your side of it and um I don't know. It just didn't bother me for some reason. I love the awkwardness. It's just so funny. But that's the show that makes my wife those two at the top of my list. She will not watch those with me. She just looks at me and just has this weird look and walks off. Um what you got for honorable mention? I'm sure we got we'll just make like three or four of them if you got them. I, I got two. I got okay. two that really stuck out to me that I couldn't put in the top five. One was give me a break with Nell Carter. I mean, how can you not have a, li- a, a list like this and not have Nell Carter's sweet ass in there? Uh. You know, and then that, and the, the next one would be facts of life. We've talked about Miss Garrett before. We, we got to have Miss Garrett in there with, with Joe and Blair and Tootie, you know, I, that, what, what a show things yeah. were always happening, moving and shaking. And I was a young, impressionable youth. So I I will gladly take facts of life. Wow. Okay, we're learning a lot about the O show tonight, folks. Take notes. Um, I, a family favorite for my house is the Wings. I've talked okay, about yeah. it, I think in the past years. Just yeah, good show. not really kind of a less popular show, but just got some really good act comedic actors in it. Of course, how could we pass up Cheers and except for Bill Cosby's recent actions, the Cosby Show as a whole was just an awesome yeah. show. I think. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Frasier. Uh, that was a well put together show. So I enjoyed that, man. I mean, I didn't really know what you were coming with. I figured we'd have about three or four of the same, but you had some 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 good uh, long bombs. So well, you that's know the, why we do it. 
We there's try to... one that that I want to watch that I haven't got around to yet because I'm, right. I'm what pisses me off about TV now is once you get behind, you can't just go watch it. You got to go find where it's at and go back. Yeah. And you want you know my brain is it's just embedded with I want to see it from beginning to end. So the real husbands of Hollywood, I really want to go back and watch. It's got Kevin Hart in it. Um, I'll, several wow. comedians. It was on. Have you seen it? No, definitely not. It, I've seen probably four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. It's about these guys that, that are in Hollywood, kind of like the Real Housewives of Hollywood. Okay, you know what that's? That's a reality show, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, she used to watch that. So this is a scripted show with Kevin Hart and his friends, and and are they're always into shenanigans? Hmm. So there's some okay. good comedy there's that that one singer that got in trouble with blurred lines i can't think of his name robin um, thick robin thick is in it and there's some other famous people and i've seen four or five like i said i've seen four or five episodes they look really really funny i just i gotta go back to the beginning and watch it from the start so you never cease to amaze me another surprise answer by the o show so let's move on um, that was a good list good to get into and uh good throwbacks from you man i totally forgot about some of those um, so let's talk about the top 25 movement. Um, you know, I noticed a couple things and you chime in with what you saw. Sure. Uh, obviously new to the poll, it keeps on getting smaller and smaller with the newer teams coming in. We got Texas at four and two after a blowout victory versus the Sooners. Jesus, and then Illinois, yes. five and one. They're, they're in the top 25. They look decent. I don't know if they had any real tests. Um, so they're new to the top 25. James Madison. First time ever in the top 25. Obviously, that's yep. their first year in the FBS. But that's pretty impressive. What, what did you see there? You know, I, I've watched Illinois play. They got a really good defense. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about Texas. They put that fucking smack down on Oklahoma. I mean, mm. I saw I saw a 14-point win. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Oklahoma not scoring. I mean, another one that's no. surprising me is Syracuse. Yeah. How Syracuse 5-0? and I mean, they, they just keep hanging around, and it, it was funny. We talk about five and zero. Uh, my son asked me, my my nine year old said, "Hey, Dad, uh, who does uh, Penn State play this week?" I said, "They play Michigan." Mm. He said, "Well, I, that's you know what happens. It's, they're they're five and zero, and it's time to lose. <laughs> it's time." Oh. So he he knows he he knows that that we we get five six and zero and we shit the bed. So knock on wood right, right that. now. So I mean, yeah, we need it right now. If I ever need to. It's, I'd be part of our fucktard this week. We're gonna, I'll screw right. that up. Hint, hint. Um, I was just looking at the top 25. I mean, we got our, you know, our blue bloods of college football, your Georgia. I mean, they're back at number one, obviously, since Alabama had a little bit of setback with that close yeah. victory. Um, I think USC is ranked seven, which I think is a little high. I don't think I, – I hate to say I think they're kind of fool's gold. Something's going to – there might be a, a, a game here up against Utah this week, and maybe we'll get into it with wagers. Um, any team that you see that could come from behind here and kind of sneak into the college football playoff is ranked maybe not in the top four to eight? Um, no, I, I don't. And I, I see one team that's going to implode itself, and that's going to be Ole Miss. Ole Miss's strength of schedule so far has been shit. I just they caught that too. Anybody, yeah. um, you know, you, you talk about undefeated teams UCLA's out there I just yeah. don't think UCLA has a defense when they start playing the big boys right um I don't see anybody with an inside track unless Syracuse can somehow just keep winning 
Um, that, I think they have a shot because of who they're playing. Yeah. Um, do they play Clemson? I'm going to check that while you're while you're uh, chiming off check, here. I've got it pulled up right here. They do play Clemson in, uh, in October in two weeks. The week after next at Clemson. Yep. That that at might Clemson. be their first speed bump. Well, I mean, they got NC State, which is no slouch coming up this week. Well, um, yeah. Well, so. yeah, but the thing about you know the whole ACC is Clemson hasn't looked like world beaters either. No, they, they've played good. They've played good enough to win, but I, right. I haven't clicked on them and said, let's go ahead and put them in the playoff like everybody no. else has. No, for sure. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up some of the top 25 movement. Um, based on our fancy league, of course, we're in. Uh, we had successful weeks for both of us after you pummeled me last week, which was a what? little surprise in my eyes, not in yours, of course. So um, how how'd you how'd you fare? What, what was the uh, – the score for the triple homicide 81s uh we put up a 226 points Ooh, and we okay. we just smacked around some guy that calls himself micro penis i mean i don't know why you <laughs> call yourself that but we we, we stuck it in his face and showed him what a real one looked like and uh he, he took a big l for himself i mean yeah he didn't have a shot from to begin with yeah um dude made some piss poor decisions he left 57 points on the bench i oh. had i had three people that were hurt um, and I, I just laid it on him. I, I just you, did. My my quarterbacks right now are just all over the field with the ball. They're putting up good points. I got dude, some good running backs. I'm, I'm I'm sitting pretty for a little while. I'm not trying to s the d, but man, when you have 226 college fantasy football points and you have Jalen Daniels and Bryce Young on the bench, that's kind of doing something. I didn't really notice that until we're looking at this. That's pretty good. Cam yep. Rising had, I mean, yeah, you had a pretty good showing, average about thirty points per quarterback. So, yeah, you you came to play. Of course, I squeaked out another victory. It's like every week I'm, try, I mean, I'm really not scoring enough points to beat every team every week. I'm getting lucky. I won by twelve. So, you know, I think uh, who was it that was out? Did you did you see real quick while you're looking? Did you see yeah. the matchup of the of the week? Where Evan Paul Evans squeaked out a win by oh, half a point. I just noticed that by and half a Here's damn how point he did it. Um, he had the uh, Yellow Gator had a running back, right? Um, that the running back needed one point for the whole second half and never mm -hmm. got the ball in the second half. And I, I forget which one he was bitching and complaining to me. Um, about he almost, you know, Paul was bitching. Yeah. He was like, I almost lost. I beat the guy by half a point, and he was telling me the story because I wasn't paying attention. Um, oh, but oh, you know who it was? Paul has Deuce Vaughn, and he shit the bed on Kansas yep. State. That may have been possibly who he was referring to, but um, yeah, that I just that's crazy. A half a point with the points, the way our points are, man, that's that's kind of hard to do because we're yeah. we've got a you know. Like you say, we have 220 points. A fantasy football league, for the most part, isn't in the 200s. And I think we've chimed 300 a couple times. But yeah, it was a yeah, that was cool to see a half point victory, man. So that's uh, kind of exciting to see. Um, you know, I, I kind of squeaked by. I got lucky. I can't have lucky weeks in the playoffs. I'll just get pummeled. So we'll see. As long as we're like you every every week, you say get in the top four, see how it goes yep. from there, and it's all position. So. Um, so you're sitting at four and two, if I'm not mistaken, and I am the lone five and one team, I believe. We got a yep. 
couple. Who did you lose teams. to? I forget. Uh, moving on, um, we're going to move along to college fantasy most and least impressive fantasy players and teams. So I guess I'll start off by what I saw, and you chime in and see or tell me what may maybe differently you saw. This guy at Pitt, the running back, I, I can't even pronounce his last name, Israel, uh, Abakadanda. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take yeah. a stab at it. Good this luck. guy ran for 320 yards on 36 carries and six, six damn touchdowns. So he was impressive. I mean, and who had him think, on the bench? You know what? It was um, Vinny. Mm. Vinny, Mr. Battle Kings, left his ass on the bench because he was bitching about it in our uh, group text. I think that was who it was. So if yep. I'm not mistaken. Uh, good job, Vinny. Um, you know, well, he also, was playing you and left him on the bench. Yeah, thank God. I, Vinny, if you're listening, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate your uh, commish mishap. Um, this all this guy, I, I got to keep an eye on him. I mean, two weeks ago ran for 1977 and four touchdowns. So this Pittsburgh offense is pretty explosive um, when they want to be. I think he's the backup because their starting running back is out for the season, if not a long time. Um, Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. He came back. He shows you that he wants that Heisman. 361 through the air, six touches, one interception. Looked pretty solid. Um, on the outside, wide receiver from Ole Miss, Jonathan Mingo. Seems like he's been here for eight years. Nine yeah. catches, 247 yards, and two touchdowns in that explosive Lane Kiffin offense. Um, did you notice anybody that excelled on the offensive side this past week or team in general? You know, there was one guy that I watched – um, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about stats. I'm going to talk about what I seen with my eye. Zach Charbonnet in UCLA is a beast. Yes. Okay. He may be on my fantasy team. Bias. I, I, so there is, but he takes the ball and runs right up the gut and runs over motherfuckers. He didn't yeah. do this shit when he was at Michigan, but he's doing it mm-hmm. now. He really looked, he, he looked like a world beater out there. I was, I was really impressed. Um, it seems like a really good compliment to DTR at quarterback, like that little duo that that um, I can't think yeah. of his name. Chip has, I mean, that's and they've got somebody else at running back too that's no slouch. I can't think of his name, but they, I mean, we'll see if they're the real thing when they play USC or you know anyone but Sisters of the Poor. Um, who and else did you see? Anybody at Kajurai? Another guy that I saw over the weekend that I I had to take a step back was the quarterback of Washington State. I don't know what his name is. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. Okay. But Cameron Ward, it just hit me. Cameron Ward. He reminds me of Charlie Ward. There's no joke. Hmm. Okay. He gets the ball. He throws a good ball, but he, man, he gets outside the pocket and he makes people pay. Uh, he will be, knock on wood, he's going to be somebody. I, yeah. I caught him this weekend and I watched some of, who, I don't remember who he was playing, but I, I had, cards in my hand and i was like like that cat's something so keep keep an eye out for him he he will be in my on my team next year okay football i'm I'm so quarterback heavy right now i can't but he he's gonna be on my team next year just drowning them drowning too yeah. bad they're two of them are injured but we won't go any further than that that's all right um on the on the least impressive side as i mentioned earlier this guy who had been so consistent for kansas state the running back deuce vaughn again another 10-year player um, he ran for 10 
carries 23 yards and two catches for 14 yards, despite a victory, a 10 to nine win on the road in Ames. Um, yep. You know, they keep squeaking by and they're five and one, I want to say, but he just played like he didn't get the ball, I guess. And just, I guess the defense bottled him up for Iowa state. And then you mentioned this earlier in the show, what happened to Oklahoma, this Oklahoma, this vaunted Oklahoma offense, you know, Dylan Gabriel has been hurt the last game and a half, maybe two games, and he didn't play. I, there's one thing that caught my eye. This, of course, they lost. Was it 49 zip? 49 nothing. Crazy. At home versus, no, excuse me, it's not at home. It's in a Dallas, I believe, right? Yeah, it's a neutral site. Neutral. neutral That's site. the word I was looking for. So this, I don't know if you caught this stat, and I you know I'm a stat head. Five different passers other than Dylan Gabriel were in the game. Two being quarterbacks combined nine for 17, 39 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. That's kind of a crazy stat there that that little of production came from that many passers in that whole entire game. So that's crazy. I did not know that, but yeah. And I, and and I didn't even watch one minute of that game. He didn't um, have I, to. I flipped through, and by the time uh, I had a, a soccer game to go to. And by the time I got done with the soccer game, I flicked it on and it was like 14 to nothing. And I'm like, okay. So I went to watching something else and mm-hmm. flicked on, flicked on a little bit later. It was like 21 nothing. I was like, this game's over. But, yeah. and I thought to my head, Texas is still find a way to lose it. <laughs> so <laughs> they didn't this time. They, they didn't. Man, did not see that coming in. I think one of my big predictions, quote unquote, for the season was that Brent Venables coming to Oklahoma would turn that defense around. I, I was dead wrong about that. I mean, we're not even halfway through the season, and I think I'm dead in the water with one of those predictions. So he might be looking for a job. Man, that's it's uh, no offense and no defense doesn't combine for a second year or an extended contract. So uh, I'm stating the obvious. Um, wh- who else? Anybody else catch your eye as not impressive on the fantasy or just college football front in general? Yep. There's just so many people that are hurt. Um, yeah. it really, this is this is the time of year it gets really hard to play fantasy football because you don't know who's going to play and who's not. Like, mm-hmm. y- you can't even gamble early. Like, I want to put money on Alabama laying the smack down this weekend, but you can't because you don't know if Bryce Young's going to play or not. Yeah, you know, it's tough to get Bryce that If Bryce Young money plays, in. they beat the shit out of Tennessee. If he yeah. doesn't, Tennessee's going to win that game. I really believe that. Wow. We'll save that for our wagers. Okay. But we won't know until Saturday morning at 11.50 what Alabama's going to do, and I'll be sitting there with my machine ready to go one way or the other. My machine. Hey, um, is that their deadline? I don't know. I know the NFL is like an hour and a half before the game. What is the deadline for NCAA? I have no idea. I don't think there is one, man. Okay. So I, they can go. Because Saban don't say nothing. Yeah, you know, that's true. Because Young was in uniform at the start of the game, warming up and everything, right? Last week. So, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. You just don't know. No, you just don't know. You know, and on this topic, I had Muhammad Ibrahim from Minnesota. He was ready to go. He was a late scratch. I mean, he, he's one of my big point producers. So um, that was. You just, I guess, there's no rule with college football. So that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy and. The, yeah. the risk and gamble we kind of take playing fantasy within college. So let's look ahead to this week. You know, we've already got a game underway. You know, we're doing this podcast on a Wednesday. We've got our fun belt. I think the Sun Belt is Louisiana and Marshall are playing right now. 
Really? Um, what, what are you looking forward to this week watching? Oh, there's three. I mean, I'm going to be glued one eye on the poker table and one eye on football this week. At noon, we can't go anywhere but Penn State and Michigan. Um, that's one of those games that's going to it's going to start to decide who is going to compete with Ohio State. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. then at three thirty, you've got Alabama, Tennessee. That's going to be a really good game. Um, like I said, that's going to come down to whether Young plays or not. If Young plays, Alabama's going to r- walk away from them. I think. If not, I think Tennessee beats them. I mm. think Tennessee's got they got a squad. I've watched them play three times this year. They got some wide receivers. They got a good quarterback. That hooker back they there. Got a the hooker. Back. He he's something. And mm. then at seven thirty, and I didn't think I'd say that this year, but Clemson at FSU. I yeah. really I'm intrigued by that game. Um, a lot of a lot of ACC uh, is going to come out of that in terms of what we know for the rest of the year, and a lot of gambling too. Yeah, we'll have a, I'll have a good pretty pretty penny on that one too. So, how about yeah, you? those are good games, and I have to agree with most of them. Um, you know, the Penn State Michigan is going to gauge which way the majority of the Big Ten pans out, and if they're going to get one, you know, how how strong of a Big Ten team is going to come up against Ohio State. And, and get into that for, um, I think, Penn State. This is a shit-or-get-off-the-pot game for them, even though we're only, what's halfway through the season. Um, yeah. That's a big road win. If they can win that, I could see them vaunted up into the top five in the next poll. They deserve it if they can beat, you know, in the big house. So that's going to be a big well, game. Here's the thing. It's a big game for Franklin. Yes. I mean, when my nine-year-old can tell you that Penn State goes 5-0 and every year and then loses every that's game funny. in the back half of the season – um, don't think the diehards like me notice that too. Um, and it's it's a huge game for him. Huge. That is a Twitter worthy comment if I've ever heard one. You need to okay. definitely post that. You get some some uh, some uh, likes on that one. I think. Um, yeah. So we agree on the Penn State Michigan game. Uh, I can't argue against Alabama Tennessee. I wish I could give you something else. I kind of like Oklahoma State TCU. I don't know much about Oklahoma State yet. I haven't got a chance to watch them a lot. TCU I've watched a handful of times, and they look really nasty. So that's a 3.30 kick on ABC. Yeah. And then, um, you know, a little bit later in the evening, I see USC on the road at Utah. That could be a trip-up game, 8 o'clock Fox. Um, this that's may an be over, the- waiting to happen is what that is. You think? I don't know what the spread is, but now that you you mentioned it, and I'm going to yeah. check, that sounds like an over if I've ever heard one. If I had to guess what we're talking here, I would say 69, no pun intended, right off the top of my head. You got a guess while I'm looking this up for us? I'd say at least 66. Okay. I'm going to go over here and look at my Vegas. I got a a, Vegas Insider. Yeah. Uh, We are looking at over of only 65. So, uh, okay. Yeah. That's definitely an over. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. Um, so let's move on to who you got, our wagering segment. Now, it's only appropriate today on National Stop Bullying Day, and I'm not shitting you. The United States makes these national days. There's hot dog eating day, all kinds of bullshit. So National Stop Bullying Day, I'm asking you politely, stop bullying my ass on the wager front uh, before I get into my little rendition here, okay? I'm uh, trying okay. To- I'm going to be nice today. Okay. And I'm gonna, As I'm, a, I'm gonna let you go first today. Okay, now that's a that's a good gesture on National Stop Bullying Day. I appreciate that, man. 
As a reminder to our listeners and viewers, each of us has been allotted with a $1,000 fake bankroll before the season started. The one of us with the largest remaining balance at the end of the season takes the other one's $20 bill or soon to be more possibly. So we will place wagers on a money line underdog, a spread pick, a parlay, a teaser, and an NFL money line underdog only. And I, I want to make a correction on that. The college money line is not an underdog. It can be any money line you want. So um, now that you give me honors, let's recap last week. Um, again, we seem to be a, a bad pattern here. One, two, one. You know, we haven't won more than two wagers in one week. That not is the understatement of the year in a bad pattern. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you flat out blew it. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, I, I oh, it's joke. fun. It's fun. If you're not, if you're looking to win money, you might want to start betting against me, man. I, I don't know what it is. I guess I bet like the suckers that Vegas expects to bet. So let's start with Ohio State. They were the the shining moment, one shining moment for me. Um, wagered fifty to win forty six. They covered by you know whatever it was. I, I think it was four touchdowns or more. Uh, it was twenty six and a half spread. So got that. That was the lone win. Then we went on to lose our money line, Kansas. Had a chance. I really think if Jalen did not go out, they would have won. Uh, lost 55 on that. Uh, the parlay of Alabama's in it. That shit the bed. Lost 37 on that. Uh, my teaser, I think the one that did not prevail was the, the over in the Illinois-Iowa game. I thought for sure one of them could have mustered up at least 30 points. They didn't even get to 15, I don't think. Nine to six, mm -mm. I believe. Mm -mm. Nope. That's crazy. Um, so I lost 55 on that. And finally, NFL, Philly came into Arizona and Jalen Hurts went to work. He, he He's he's great to watch, man. He's fun to watch. He's going to be the quarterback of the future for the Philly, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Lost 25 on that taken. Arizona is a money line underdog at home. So all in all, we went from 428.80, I'm going to count every penny, down to 302.80. So we are on thin ice. So. I'm going to say your quote. What say you, Osho? Well, last week, you know, it, it's just we're, we're just winning more and we're losing. That's all it comes down to. Um, we started off at 2097. I said Arkansas plus eight. Who knew Jefferson was going to get hurt? Uh, mm. We lost 55 there. And we took Arkansas money line for nothing, 33 bucks. And I also remember uh, quoting and saying, this is not a good week to be putting a lot of money on college you football. Did. Um, because I, I, I didn't like a whole lot of it, so we lost 33 there. However, when it come time for the big money, I said, Take Texas minus seven, take Tennessee minus three on a parlay, 55 to win 148. Check the box, check the box. I also said, America, I'm riding this Texas thing, I really like it. I like Michigan minus 15 on a seven point teaser, and I also like Ohio State at minus 19 and a half. 44 to win 66, check the box, check the box, check the box. And then we go all the way to Baltimore, and we said we're going to take the money line on the Bengals. I, I like the Bengals going into Baltimore, and they fill golded it out. Um, Baltimore cost me a loss, uh, minus 44 there. So we started off at 2097, finished up at 2179 for our $82 win for the weekend, okay. and we've turned 1000 bucks into twenty, almost 2200 Tip of the cap to you, man. Good job so far. Thank you, sir. Um, side bet Saturday. The first game was a push. The Kansas uh, TCU game was a seven-point result. 
So we, we went both ways on that. And uh, you began the, the weekend up 10 units, we're going to call it. Um, you ended up hitting that Texas A&M. I don't know what you saw. I guess you banking on the fact that Bryce Young was not going to play or be limited. Yep. Uh, I guess you placed that wager based on that. And I just didn't, uh, didn't want to realize that that was going to be a factor, which it obviously is with this Alabama team. So I lost five on that. So you're up 15 units for the season. So let's shift over yeah. to week seven, and then we'll go to our side bet Saturday and see what we can uh, cook up here for some side wagers. So we are all in, folks. We've got 302.80 left. We're on the verge of buying back in. We don't want to do it, but we're going to go big or go home. So this is what we got for you this week. Again, tread lightly. We're going with Clemson. I caught him at minus three. It is three and a half. I bought the hook. So I'm going to wager 75 to win 57 and change. I like Illinois at home. Minnesota's looked really good, but I think Muhammad Ibrahim might be an issue at running back on the road. Give me Illinois money line 25 to win 52 and change. Um, we're going to do a parlay of money line underdogs. I'm going with Illinois money line. I am praying that somehow Jalen Daniel plays with Kansas, and I'm taking the Kansas money line. So that combination. $50 to win $515 and change. Fingers crossed on that one. We've got a huge teaser. This might be the biggest one that I've created in us doing this in the three years. $100 to win $1,100. We've teased at six points. We've got Kansas up to plus 15. Illinois up to plus 12 and a half. Oklahoma State plus 10. The Wolfpack plus nine and a half. NC State. Michigan down to minus one, Bama down to minus one. And finally, I think this might be my speed bump, USC plus nine and a half. I got a feeling they're going to trip up on the road and get dusted by Utah, but I'm throwing that up. It's a seven-game teaser, 100 to win 1,100. This is the, the shitter get off the pot wig for me, or rebuy, rather. Yes, and finally, is. our measly 52-80 and, and final pennies we have, we're going to throw on the Kansas City Chiefs money line. I don't know why – they're the underdog at home versus Buffalo. I know Buffalo is very good this year, and they have been for the last couple of years. But I like the Chiefs, man. They've been coming. They've been coming strong lately. Kelsey is an absolute beast. So my last fifty-two and change to win sixty-eight and change. So I'm all in. So now that I have mentioned mine, what do you got for America and Germany? All right, America. It, it, it's really simple. This is a easy week to make some money. It really is. I'm putting 110 to win 100 on Clemson minus the four and a half. I don't give a shit if it's six. Clemson <laughs> is going to beat the shit out of Florida State. Okay. They they just will. Uh, they always do. They they have for 10 years straight. Um, Bobby Bowden's not walking through that door, America. He's not coming. He's not coming. He's not coming through the door. Clemson minus four and a half. We're going to put 33 on 69. This is a hometown bet. We're taking Penn State. Oh We're going to go to the big house and fuck some people up. Wow. Okay. So at 335 on Saturday, know that I'll be dancing hmm. because Penn State will have laid the smack down on Michigan. I don't think hmm. Michigan, Michigan's played anybody this year. They certainly haven't played a defense like what's going to go going to roll into the big house. Okay. Um, Penn State's got a much better offense than they had last year. Um. We've got a running game. We've got two freshman running backs that are putting up 100 yards 
each game. We've got a quarterback that has learned not to throw behind the back passes downfield <laughs> 30 yards. Uh, he, he's a seventh year senior. So this is his time to either play or go home. So take Penn State. Okay. Parlay. We're going to take 55 to win 143 on Arkansas minus one. Okay. That is a that is a trip up game for for the for Vegas. Hmm. KJ Jefferson's going to be back. We we overestimated last week Mississippi State, um, or I should say underestimated them. They're Arkansas is going to walk away with a W. They're pissed off. And again, we're going to take that with Clemson minus four and a half. We're also going to take a teaser. We're going to put 66 to win 127 on a six-point teaser. Arkansas plus five, Alabama minus two, Penn State plus 13. And just to top it off, because there ain't nothing else going on in pro football, we're going to take the Jags, to who have owned the Colts the last couple of years, hmm. 22 to win 24. Okay. I like uh, I like your games because I see a lot that I would like to offer some wagers on. Please we do. We need a side bet Saturday theme song. We need a lot yes, of things we we're going to work on. Yes, we do. Um, if I may propose this offer to you, I'm feeling Definitely. really good. I, I need a reason to root against Penn State and other than you. It, it's, it's old hat for rooting against you. Um, I'll take the seven, man. I'll take Michigan at home and I'll go ten dollars if you want. To okay, do. yes, okay. So let's go ten. And I, I might be jinxing myself, uh, for that it could be a three to four point game, but we're gonna roll the dice, man. I need to make some moves here, and I, I think Michigan's got a good offense and uh, been shutting down folks. Um, all right, so your turn. You, you tell me anything that you have your eye on because I, I want Buffalo. You want Buffalo? No, hell yeah. All day long and twice on that day. Mr. Allen fan. Okay. So let's see. And what I'll give that you, and I'll, it's minus, minus three is what it was this afternoon. Perfect. Okay. So let I'll me put down KC plus three Cox. And I'll do five or do you want, I mean, yeah, five's fine. Let's, I don't need five. to send you the ATM machine. Oh, you know. no. Um, today. By the way, what's the fee? At your, I would you would not know what the ATM fee is because you don't partake in that at your local uh, poker room, do you? Uh, I I have. Have you? What's the I fee? Uh, seven fifty. <laughs> God damn, Robin, folks, man, yeah. that's crazy. And then, that's just from the casino. That's not from your bank. Your bank charges you too. Oh, okay, so double whammy. Jesus, yeah, right. I think my bank charged me. I think two fifty or something. And I, I just noticed this uh, for our non-viewers. I just noticed this. I don't know why. I love the new name. Uh, in our group text, we were talking about predictions uh, this past weekend, and I don't know why I stumbled on uh, Nostradamus, and I called Osho Ostradamus. So that's his title for his uh, character, or his uh, uh, emoji this 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 show. So I, I like that. I just noticed that. So back to reality. Here we go. Um, you like Buffalo, you like Penn State. Um, who's remind me who Arkansas is playing? Is it BYU? Yes, BYU. I don't trust them jokers at all this year. Nope. Um, I, yeah. I like, I, I like, uh, something tells me that Oklahoma is just going to jump straddle of Kansas. Really? 
Yeah, I, okay. I do. I, What's the yeah, spread? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an easy. What what is the spread right now in that game? I think it's seven. Let me double check. Well, Vegas knows something we don't. For for well, Vegas, they know I'm, what Jalen Daniels is gonna do. Um, well, ooh, nine points. You can take that all day. I'll bet you five on that if you want. I'll take seven. Nine's too much, but I'll take seven. You know, sometimes we just can't agree. In the words of Dave Mason, we just disagree. Um, I'm going to have to pass on that. I appreciate the okay. offer, but, you know, with Jalen Daniels being a question mark, I, I don't feel as confident. I know it's only two points, but something's telling me not to do that. So, okay. Um, right. Although Dylan Gabriel probably is a, uh, a red flag on this one too. So, hey, who knows? I like – I like Indianapolis. I don't know what I like about them, but I definitely, I, I think everyone's a little too gung ho on the Jags and what they've done over that two to three week stretch. I'll, I'll take five if you want okay, to do this. I'll take it. That. I'll okay. take it. Let me minus um, one. It's one and one. My, even. So it's, and what, remind me, it's at Indy or Jags? Uh, it's an Indy, but Jacksonville's won the last two games they played. Okay. So I'll I take, see that. Okay. Minus, we'll do. So minus one Indianapolis, I'll take that. So let me make a note of this. We'll recap. Uh, anything else? No, I think we're good. I think, I, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to scare you off. <laughs> you know? Send me to the poorhouse. I mean, I'm, as is, if I don't hit anything, I'm rebuying another 20 for 1,000, which I've got to not just get that, but i got to recoup another 1,000. So, um, so just to recap again, $10 on the Michigan-Penn State. I'll take Michigan yep. minus seven. $5 on the Indianapolis Jags. I got an Indy minus one. $5 on Kansas City Buffalo. And I got Kansas City plus three. So yep. for those playing at home, mark your uh, your spreadsheets, Cox and No Show. Um, anything on the gambling front before we move on to the latter part of our pod? No, nothing else, sir. I'm, I'm quite okay. pleased. It's, it's a good week to make some money. Um, I, okay. I really feel like that. I am. I've kind of changed and went less games, more money. Um, same amount of money as I've been going before, but I've been cutting out some of the stuff that I thought, well, I think this is going to happen and sticking mm -hmm. with, I know this is going to happen. It's been working out nicely. So using, using facts more than opinion. Yeah. That's an important part of wagering. I would think that I can't get uh, away from. So um, you, you made a recent, uh, we're going to talk about a little tale from the felt. We usually top that or, top of the podcast but we're gonna we're gonna use that as our uh our caboose of the podcast so give me your movie themed poker story you're wanting to tell me about yeah um so saturday night i was sitting down at the old uh, card room and watching some football playing some cards and I, i've been on a heater of the last seven weeks uh last six weeks really last six weeks i've been up eight thousand and Jeez. playing really well, just really good, solid, fundamental poker. Cards have been going right. my way. So when you get up that that way, you you begin to play a little differently and with a little bit more confidence, and you just start making smart decisions. I, I'm just making smart decisions. So I, I got into a, a hand. I was I was on the button, and I had an ace four of spades, and the guy across the table. Um, made it 35. It's 35 all the way back around the table to me. I was playing two five. So I had about at the time, 1600, 1700 in front of me. Um, because at those tables, once you make the money, you can't take that money off the table unless you mm. leave. So yeah. you're stuck with that sitting up there. There's no taking off the top, getting it where you mm -hmm. want. Um, 
So I got about 1,700 sitting in front of me, and the flop comes down two five of spades with a with something else, like a jack. I didn't give a shit what the third one was. So I've got four spades. I got the I got the jack. I'm sorry, I got the ace of spades, nut flush. I'm rolling. So I, and I'm on the button. So the the razor makes it 85. Caller makes it 85. Another guy makes it 85. It comes to me. Well, I'm not going anywhere. 85 bucks, bam. Mm-hmm. Next card comes, it's a blank. Okay. Mm-hmm. The guy who'd been leading out had a hand. There was no two ways that he didn't have a hand. He's let out twice now. He makes it 125. Okay. Okay. Which in my head, I've already called. The guy next to him made it 300. And I'm I'm saying, okay, so now a, a three gives me a straight. Okay. Right. I've got nine spades up on the board. So mm-hmm. that is 13 outs, 13 outs to make it. Um, so that basically has 26% chance to mm-hmm. hit my next card. But I got this guy behind me mm-hmm. and the guy, the guy to my right, he folded. So there's only three of us left and I'm holding my cards in front of me. And I just, I kind of turn them so the guy can, the guy next to me can see him. And I've been talking about college football and gambling. She was a degenerate too. Mm-hmm. He's probably listening to this pod. And I just looked at him and I said, listen, I, I can't, I can't call this because as soon as I do, he's going all in. Mm-hmm. So I folded. So the guy does exactly what I said he was going to do. He goes all in. He had about 1300 in chips. So that bet wasn't for 300 calling 300 bucks. It was for calling all my chips. Mm. Um, next card comes fucking spade. I would have hit the hand and I would have won roughly $2,700, right? I was going to have to bet $1,700 to get it. Yeah. So I was kind of frustrated. And I looked down at um, the guy who made the $300 bet. I said, that's the goofiest damn bet I've ever seen in my life. I said, 300 bucks. No one, you're, you're going to give a guy with a made hand control back to put his chips in. Mm-hmm. I said, real good, Sparta. Real good. Because <laughs> of 300, right? Oh, so I see two, what you're going. Okay, I so see what you're doing. For two hours, I called this motherfucker Sparta every time he did anything. So I'll sum it up real fast. So I got about 20 minutes left, and I'm going to play, and I get into a hand with him. I had been beating the shit out of this guy all that long after that. I'm just pounding him. So I actually slipped up and got a straight on him, mm-hmm. and it was it could not be seen. There's no way he could have seen this straight because I was playing bullshit. I was up, you know. 13 and 1400 bucks and was just playing bullshit for $20, right? Straight hits. He makes it 20. The guy next to me calls 20 and I make it 300 and sit there and look at him. Hmm. He's like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why 300? So they ended up folding, but it was just, the the guy did not like being called Sparta. So that was my, my poker story. Did he get the reference, or did you just yeah. have that inside joke to yourself the whole time? Yeah, he, he, everybody at the table got it because they, oh, okay, they were laughing. Okay. They were laughing at the goofy when I said he had made a goofy ass bet, and and he said he said something. I said, "Well, dude, I'm not here to teach you how to play cards. Uh, that's not." I said, "But you don't open the the betting back up to the guy who's who's pre bet three times. You don't do that. He's telling you he's got at least two pair. That's what he had. He had two pair. 
Oh, we need to get a microphone on your ass for these games, man. I need to hear these live conversations, uh, not live, but recorded conversations. That would be a nice piece of uh, audio for this pod for sure, man. Some of them are good. Yeah, sounds like it. Jeez. Uh, and you got a photo before we wrap it up. Yes, really, really quick. Yes, sir. I don't know. Did you watch Monday Night Football? I did not. Okay. So, Troy Eggman is in a shitload of trouble. Hmm. But because during Monday Night Football, and I happened to be watching at the time, mm-hmm. um, the quarterback got sacked, and they threw a flag for unnecessary roughness. Mm-hmm. It was a big to-do, and Troy Aikman says, and I quote, I hope the NFL gets together and we can take our dresses off. Wow. Okay. And I was like, yes. So tonight is going to be the opposite of a fucktard. Okay. And we're going to give props to um, – we're going to give – Props to Troy. These quarterbacks on all levels are being babied. They've got football mm. helmets on. They've got pads on. They're wearing it the same thing as everybody else is. Mm. And they can see the field better than everybody else out there. And so they take a hit. So what? It, it's it's common right. across, especially across the NFL. I saw it all day Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just flag after flag after flag for hitting the quarterback. And for yeah. everybody who's who who says that – um. Troy Aikman's misogynist and sexist. He's not. He's just telling the damn truth. People are too soft in America right now. So those people are the fucktard and and props to uh, Troy Aikman for just calling it like it is for once. And Troy, we know you're listening. We appreciate you listening. So on that note, for my co-host, Mr. Osho, I am Mr. Cox, wishing you once again much luck in your wagering endeavors. And as always, beat Michigan. Bye, guys. Hey folks, thank you again so much for listening to our podcast. Please help us out and go to Apple Podcast to rate and review our show. Don't forget to check out the video feed of each show on YouTube at Giving the Points. And as a reminder, you can always follow our season-long wagering contest progress on Twitter at Giving the Points. Thank you for your support.